Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Creative Writing Life podcast. Uh, I am Justin Sloan. <laughs> and just like Justin, I'm a professional, and I'm Paul Zeidman. And uh, our special guest today is writer John Cohan. John, thanks for showing up on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, i pretty big fan of the podcast. I've listened to quite a few episodes, so it's uh, cool to now actually be a guest. Awesome. Excellent. Welcome. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I think uh, before we get into your introductions, we always do a little, what have we listened to or watched or read or whatever, uh, and Paul can kick us off, so you have some time to think about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my wife is a huge fan of mystery uh, movies, and she loves Agatha Christie uh, movies, and so we wanted to watch Evil Under the Sun. Uh, no, I'm sorry, we wanted to watch Death on the Nile, but that was like the one... Agatha Christie movie that is not streaming anywhere. So she went to Amazon and paid like seven or eight bucks and got the DVD and we had it like three days later. But that night uh, she still wanted to watch something. So we watched the other one, which was Evil Under the Sun. This is Peter Ustinov as Hercule Poirot. And they're you know, great Agatha Christie murder mysteries and you know, intricate plots and all, you know, all the red herrings and all the everybody's a suspect kind of things. And they were both fun. They play up uh, the jokes a little bit more than I was expecting. But uh, Evil Under the Sun was good. And then we finally got around to watching Death on the Nile, which was also very, very good. And you know, if you like a good mystery, you know, and you like Agatha Christie, you can't go wrong with those two. So that's what we watched. Nice. All right. So I have two. That, one I just started. So I'm just going to say that started it, which is uh, the audiobook for, let me pull it up so I don't forget. Oh, yeah. The audiobook uh, for... Why is it not showing up? Oh yeah, Patriot Games. <laughs> I've been listening to a few, so my brain's scattered. But Patriot Games, I never listened to the audiobook before or read the uh, book. I've seen the movie, of course, uh, with uh, Harrison Ford. And yeah, I'm just blown away. I've never really read Tom Clancy. Um, a lot of like thriller authors kind of go all over the place in terms of their writing style and head hopping and stuff, but he is amazing. I see why Tom Clancy is so famous. Great writer. Um, but also I watched, uh, which is funny because the same actor is on the cover of that now that he has a Jack Ryan show. I watched A Quiet Place finally, which I know was old because Quiet Place 2 is in the theaters now. And I was blown away. It's just like I told my friend it's Finding Nemo, but horror in the sense that they wrap everything together so well. And it just does such a great job of storytelling. Um, and I'm not really a horror guy, as people probably know. Well, maybe I, I say that, but I'm not like a, I'm more, I'm more of not a bloody horror guy. So this is like my mm -hmm. kind of horror. I, I very much enjoyed it. I recommend it. And I think I'm going to go see part two in theaters next week. So I'll have something to share on that. That's cool. It's so a quick question. So first, who's the uh, narrator for Patriot Games? Who's the, who's the actor or who's the voice reading it? How weird that it doesn't say on the cover, huh? Oh, if I go back here, it, it really does not well, say. Well, while you're looking up, I, I don't see, I guess... I never really thought about A Quiet Place as a horror. I guess more of like this, almost a suspense and thriller. It just uh -huh. happens to have monsters in it because it's much more suspenseful than anything. I mean, I enjoyed it. I watched yeah. it at home probably like last year. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's great. This is so weird. It does not say who reads the book, even mm -hmm. if I go to look at details. I'm sure it's online if I Googled it and somebody can tell us who. But anyway, it's, yeah. it's very well done. <laughs> And how about our special guest? Uh, are you uh, watching, reading, listening to anything, John? Yeah, well, uh, recently here I've been trying to focus more on actually doing writing and not watching so much television or movies. But I will say that uh, on the weekends, me and my girlfriend, we like to usually sit down and watch something. 
And unfortunately, our last two picks haven't been too good. We uh, saw the newest, one of the newest Russell Crowe movies, uh, Unhinged. Um, And uh, yeah, that was pretty bad, but it's enjoyable. (laughs) Once you, uh, you know, once you see that the film's not taking uh, the story really that seriously, um, I think you can really have some fun with that film. It definitely has a lot of, bad uh just writing in general uh in the script but it was enjoyable just to laugh at and kind of make fun of for an hour and a half and then just last weekend we uh saw the uh trailer for the angelina jolie uh new movie that's uh, i think currently out in theaters but it's also on hbo max it's called those who wish me dead Mm-hmm. and uh halfway through that movie i kind of wished i was dead because it was just it was <laughs> oh, just not enjoyable um a little bit of action which was kind of fun but uh they never um told you why the assassins are after the main character uh angelina jolie just it didn't feel like she was actually she plays a firefighter in the film and uh it's just totally not believable her character and that was another disappointment because i thought the trailer looked pretty good um but those were the last two things that uh we watched and unfortunately i haven't had really good luck recently uh with our choices yeah i'd heard that a lot of because i haven't seen the the angelina jolie movie but i know it's taylor sheridan who wrote and i think directed it too and he did like hell hell or high water and sicario and like everyone had these great expectations. And then this came out, everyone's like, who thought, you know, Angelina Jolie, it was a smoke jumper. Like she's in the, the, the observation tower or whatever. Like who, whoever thought like she would be a good fit for that role because she looks too, they even, even like they tried to like um, de-glamorize her. So she doesn't look as movie star-ish, but it still didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, and one of the, big things is that like this whole film there's um, a character a young boy who's being chased by two assassins because his father came into some information I guess at his workplace and I guess there was something um, you know shady going on which they never explain uh, why he's being um, chased I believe the only thing that the character says the father of this young boy he's just like your dad did the right thing at work but now people want him dead and that's as far as it went so when the movie oh, was yeah when the movie ended and you still had no reason why this movie actually took place that was kind of a major letdown so very disappointing yeah that's too bad yeah. well you know what speaking of writing movies uh, let's talk about john while we're here <laughs> So, okay, I've known John for a while and uh, known him through social media. And part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show was because I know that you got your start as a screenwriter uh, through doing projects and freelance work through Fiverr. And uh, that's something I pursued, of course, not with the same success rate that you've had, but uh, it would be great to hear like how you got started doing that and how you got into you know, writing screenplays and what's happened since then. Yeah, well, I, uh, I don't know how many screenwriters can probably say that they got their start using a website like Fiverr, but uh, I think any way that you can break into the business, hey, you know, we all have different 
journeys and stories of how we got to where we are now. Um, but yeah, I joined the site back um, in 2014, actually. I was watching a episode of uh, Tosh.0, actually, and he was uh, doing a segment towards the end of the show where he was, I believe, making fun of people on Fiverr. Um, and I had never heard of the site before. And I thought, well, you know, I am writing a lot on my own, but, you know, we all would like to make money at what we like to do. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll check out, you know, this Fiverr site, see what it's all about. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I can just get a few gigs here and there writing something. So when I actually started uh, on the site way back in 2014, I actually didn't start off writing scripts. Um, if you're new on Fiverr, uh, one of their things, and the reason why the site is called Fiverr is because you can hire uh, freelancers to do work for any project that you might have for $5. Um, now that, of course, for a feature length script, $5, yeah, I don't think anyone in their right mind would do that. Um, and nor should you, uh, of course. Uh, there are some people every once in a while, I do like to, you know, just look around the site, see, you know, what other writers are out there, what they're offering and things like that. And there are people who do charge only $5 for a script. I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they have the time, but, you know, good for them if, if it's working out for them. It's not but, high quality material. Yeah, I'm going to assume probably not. Maybe that's how Unhinged or uh, uh, the other movie <laughs> I talked about, maybe that's how it was written. Um, <laughs> but so I started off and I thought, you know what, I'll just do some joke writing. Um, I always, you know, am writing jokes personally for myself for scripts and things like that. So I thought, you know what, I'll write three or four jokes for $5 and, uh, you know, kind of see if anyone is interested in that service. Well, after a while, actually, people started to, uh, you know, ask for jokes or, or they would see that I was a joke writer and maybe they wanted a funny article written. Um, I even had a lot of people come to me asking if I could make them memes that they could put, um, you know, on their social media sites and things like that. So I was doing that for a few years. And with Fiverr, once you build up enough sales, I forget how much um, you have to complete. It might be somewhere in between 25 to 50 gigs. Once you do that and you have a positive rating, then more features on the site open up. And one of the biggest and most important features is being able to charge more money for your services. So when I was able to do that, that's when I started to think about, well, you know what? I really enjoy, you know, writing films, um, um, sketches, uh, pilots. Let's see if anyone's looking, you know, for that now that I can charge a, you know, somewhat decent price, at least for me, that would make, um, you know, it worth it to do. Uh, so slowly but surely, I started to get, um, you know, a few orders. A, a lot of people I noticed at the beginning were kids in college. 
uh, that you know needed a script real quick uh, for their class and like like a like a short script. Yeah, like a short script. Yeah. Okay. In fact, in fact, a majority of the scripts uh, requests that I get on Fiverr are shorts. Um, there are a few pilots, and then I'll talk here in a second about the features. But a lot of them are just shorts, um, and so that makes it also uh, nice to be on Fiverr because you don't have to take that much time, uh, you know, to work on a short script. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then all the other different things like some people would come uh, with an idea, uh, maybe even an outline that they just, you know, wanted me to turn it into a script and, you know, I could do that. But then there was other people who, you know, didn't have an idea in mind, uh, didn't really know what they were looking for and just wanted to see if I could produce something. Um, and, you know, so we would go down that avenue as well. But after being on the site for a few years, I finally got my first, um, I guess you could say, break, um, which led to my first uh, actual IMDb credit. And this was back in, I believe, like the summer of 2015. So I had already been on Fiverr for a year and I met this uh, gentleman from Atlanta. His name is Elvin Williams and he's a film producer, but he's also a music producer, uh, a marketer. Uh, he's worked on uh, comedy tours, putting them together in that. And he came to me with this idea. And to tell you the truth, I think it might have been like um, might have been like a Western or something like that. I, I didn't have much experience, still don't with uh, Westerns, unlike you, Paul. Uh, I know you, <laughs> you do uh, have a little some bit. experience with that, just a little bit. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good opportunity, a good connection to make. So I wrote the script for him, um, you know, submit it. He reviewed it, really enjoyed it, um, left me a, a great review on the site. So, you know, if nothing came of it, at least I, you know, have someone with some some decent credits to their name uh, that mm -hmm. other people could see and uh, maybe hire me. Well, a couple of months later, uh, Elvin came back to me and he said he had an idea. Um, he wanted to do a family film, um, something involving uh, children, maybe like in an orphanage um, and, and just like the meaning of like true love. Um, and how, how we learn these types of things as kids. And, and maybe we could add some element of like, you know, Cupid or something like that to, you know, make it a little more enjoyable. So we went back and forth and uh, discussed the idea for a while and um, came up with the idea that what if Cupid or uh, Eros um, gets sent back down to earth, but this time he wants to take the form of a human because he wants to learn what other types of love and other connections people make with one another to kind of, he, he kind of lost his will to, you know, make connections with people and that, and he kind of wanted to be re-inspired. So I wrote the pilot episode of that, uh, also features a talking dog and what kid doesn't <laughs> like a talking dog. 
Um, so I wrote it, gave it to him, not expecting, you know, you never really expect anything's going to be, you know, made or anything like that. I was still somewhat new, so I didn't think that going, you know, the, the Fiverr route would actually be the, you know, way for me, a, a guy who lives in Pennsylvania and isn't in, you know, the vicinity of Hollywood or even, you know, New York City, places like that to, you know, get a project made. But a little time passed and I get this long email from Elvin and he says that him and his team really enjoyed the script and they want to move forward with it, um, that they had already begun casting and uh, they were looking to shoot the following summer, I think in like 2017. So I was like, you know, this is, this is crazy. I never, you know, thought, you know, this would happen. <laughs> and uh you know, so you do, you know, a few rewrites and that, and that was also done at the time through Fiverr. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason why I wanted to do that, and I, I think other writers who decide to take this uh, route should at least do some of their business through the site on a project, just because every time you hit a milestone or do another draft, that can be another order completed. And that can be another positive review, which will lead to, of course, more people checking out your gigs and more people purchasing and, and you know, just asking for your services. Um, so that film was made. It actually stars uh, Dominic Pace. Um, he's a veteran uh, TV and film actor. Um, if you look at his IMDb, I think he has like over 100 credits. His most recent, he's been in a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. He's been on a Superstore on NBC. He's a really good actor. And it was just, again, being a first time writer, when you're writing a script, you know, alone in, in your bedroom or your home office, you know, you hear these characters speaking to you, you live with them for so long. And then when you finally get to see an actor who's really good at what he does, bring it to life. It's just uh, an amazing feeling. And I don't really think that feeling ever goes away because every time I have a new script that goes into production and I, you know, see dailies and things like that, it's always just so cool to see see that initial idea that you had in your head come to life and, and you know now it's a real thing um so not to make you know this podcast a three-hour episode like the joe rogan experience <laughs> or something like that i know we'll keep it around an hour um i was working with elvin um here and there and then you know we were building up a pretty good relationship so i thought you know let's take it off fiverr because we're in communication constantly every day and it just doesn't make sense to be on the site anymore um and we actually work uh to this day with each other we um have a few other scripts uh that we've collaborated on um no others have gone into production yet uh but hopefully that'll change soon um we have put together a couple pitch packets and things like that that we were shipping around for things that um have some momentum on and hopefully i could talk more about those some other time maybe i can come back on the podcast and give you some updates sure. uh, with sure. that but so you know that goes into production and everything and i stay on fiverr and i'm 
you know, doing other projects, nothing as big as that. A lot of uh, uh, small short films. Um, and then I had a director who had wrote a film with a couple of his friends down in Miami. His name is Enoch. And he had this um, script he was calling Spilled Paint and it was a drama. And he just thought it wasn't working. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't confident in being able to go out and shoot the script and wanted me to read it over and give him my thoughts. And this was not an issue for me because at this point I started to offer script feedback services. And basically all that is, is like script coverage, but instead of just giving scores and saying like, uh, I pass or consider on the script, I just go through um, probably a lot like you do, Paul, when you're giving notes. And, mm -hmm. you know, just if I read something that doesn't, isn't working in the script or, or if there's a formatting issue, I, I make a note on their script um, so they can see exactly, you know, what I'm referring to. And I, I do that for the whole script, whether that's a short, a pilot or a feature. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, so that's what I was doing for Enoch. And I read the script and it had a couple good moments and I liked the concept of the script, but I told him that he might want to think about changing the genre of the film because he had it as this heavy drama crime film. And I thought it could really work well as a comedy drama um, with that crime element in there. So because he liked the feedback I provided to him and he saw my other reviews for my screenwriting, he decided to hire me for the rewrite of that project. Um, I rewrote into a comedy. He really enjoyed it. His team enjoyed it. And that was my second project that uh, went into production. Um, since then, with Enoch, we've worked on a couple uh, other short films. And recently, this over this like past year, we reworked the Spilled Paint script to take it from a short film and turn it into a pilot. Hmm. Um, and then that pilot was filmed... I want to say right before the pandemic, uh, but I, I might be wrong, but I think that's when we filmed it. And um, bigger budget, uh, new cast, things like that, brought in um, a new director, Enoch, actually directed that sh short film. And then um, Brian Gibson uh, was hired to direct the pilot and he's been on episodes of blackish angie tribeca um life and pieces on cbs so he you know he's another guy who's uh has some credits under his belt he's very talented and uh who would have thought um you know i would have made that connection uh you know just working through fiverr um so i think if you're a writer who's looking to maybe make some, you know, side money, um, work on your craft uh, network. I think Fiverr is really a good place and opportunity to be able to do that. I'm not saying that you're going to, you know, everyone's going to meet someone who's going to produce their film. Um, but it's an avenue that if I wasn't on, you know, just trying to, you know, be creative and, 
you know, scratch that itch while also kind of building up a clientele, um, then it's a great, definitely a great site to use. Um, You know, and if you guys had questions about any of the features or anything like that, I'd, you know, certainly be happy to talk about it. But that's basically the, the, the gist of my story. Um, I've always, I, I always like to write even, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, my mom likes to tell me that back in kindergarten, um, I would write these little stories that really didn't make any sense. And, and what's funny is my kindergarten teacher said that, you know, I was very creative, but I'd probably never be a writer because I was a horrible speller. Well, she, she, she was half right. I am a horrible speller, but I, uh, I think I do a pretty good job uh, telling a good story. And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my story. I'm sorry if I ranted a little bit, but those are the, uh, those are the two connections that I made on Fiverr. And like I said, they, those two guys, Elvin and uh, Enoch, um, I've now been working with them uh, for years. Um, we're actually talking right now about writing more episodes for Spilled Paint, maybe a whole first season that we can do online somewhere. So that's pretty cool. And like I said, n- none of these things would have happened if if I wasn't on a site like Fiverr to begin with. That's great. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I can ask something real quick. Do you uh so you just use regular fiverr you don't use fiverr pro uh no i do not and uh fiverr pro is basically it's in you know fiverr it's just uh you know another feature fiverr pro um i i believe are for the top top sellers on the platform um i do take breaks off of fiverr um, just, you know, if my workload off the site is high, I will just pause my, all my gigs, um, usually put up a message like, you know, um, um, currently in the middle of a lot of projects, uh, I, you know, I, I can't get to yours. I'm not accepting, you know, any new offers. Um, so, so that, that's definitely, kept me from making the most sales I could and also you have to make a certain threshold I believe on the site to be considered like a pro seller you have to make something like um 20 grand or something like that um just to be put in that tier um and like I said all the work that I do off of the site I I can't spend as much time on it so you know, therefore I do have to pause and things like that. Um, but Fiverr does have, they, they just started a new thing called promoted gigs, um, which allows people like myself who, you know, has a good rating and has, a, I think I have close to 400 uh, projects completed on the site. And um, through promoted gigs, it allows you to place bids to have your gigs seen above everyone else's um, because on their ranking page, it's basically who has, you know, the highest rating, um, who has the most sales, things like that. Um, and that's something that I'll probably look more into um, 
I do have my Fiverr page live again, um, but I only have a couple of different gigs at the moment, um, like my um, script feedback services. I still have that, but anything to do with actually being creative and writing a script for someone, um, I have those paused just because of the projects that I'm currently uh, working on or taking a little too much time to be able to, you know, do another shorter, you know, a feature. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I was going to ask you that. So like someone sets up a Fiverr account, like, so you said you started with writing jokes. Did you have like, I'll help you write jokes. And then did you add another one that said like, I'll help you with your short scripts. You had like, you know, multiple, you know, this is what I can do type of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. When I, when I first started, um, I only had one gig and it was for joke writing. Um, and I, you know, did that for a while. And then when I was able to change my prices along with, um, being open to charge more, you're allowed to offer more gigs as well. So, hmm. you know, I had people messaging me about, Hey, I kind of want, um, a funny article in the style of the onion. Can you do that? Well, yeah, I can do that now. I'll charge a little more than, you know, just writing a joke because maybe you need one or two pages. So that's going to be a little more, but that's something that you can also, um, you know, purchase if you're not looking for jokes. And then, you know, just kept leading down to the path where I was like, you know what, I really enjoy writing scripts, telling stories, helping people with theirs. I'm just going to offer this as a service. And, uh, I first started just doing short scripts and then as time went on and I was more confident in my abilities and uh, more comfortable and being able to do the work and being allowed to charge more. That's when I opened it up for pilots and even features. Um, and like I said, when, when the gig is not paused, like it is now um, you can come to my site and I can write you a, uh, a short a pilot or a feature based off of an idea you have an outline maybe just a character or maybe you have nothing at all and 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 you just want to work together into you know creating something um you know i can do that i i i like to think that i'm a pretty good collaborator and that's one thing about being in this business a little bit now and, and seeing my projects actually start to be produced. Uh, it's a very collaborative medium. And uh, while we will spend, you know, a lot of time by ourselves in a room, you know, writing and, and, and being kind of an introvert that way, when it's time to actually get the ball rolling on the production side of things, doing rewrites and that, uh, it's great if you can be, you know, very collaborative because if you're not, you're probably not going to have many projects um, after that first and second one, um, just because you have to be flexible and, you know, be able to work with everyone uh, because the script that you originally write is not going to be the same script that is, you know, on, on our TV at home or in the theaters. Right. You might have already said this. Did you say that? So this, these all come out as you get credit or your ghostwriting or how does that work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I put on my Fiverr and also through my website that if you hire me, you are hiring me 
of course, you're going to pay my fee, but you're also going to give me script by or screenplay by credit for the work that I did. Cool. If, if I'm working with another writer on their script, we'll negotiate, you know, what my credit is. I, I do like to, you know, have my name on the project just because of the amount of work that I'm doing. Um, but sometimes I will ghostwrite a script and I've done that before. Mm. Um, and in that instance, what I usually do is whatever my price is for the script length they're looking for, I'll just charge double since there's not going to be a chance of me being able to make more money off of the script in the future or being allowed to use it as a writing example. Um, uh, I'd like to make my money up front. Um, and these are all things that I state um, right on my Fiverr and my personal website. Um, and then it also says, of course, that I'm open, always open to negotiation um, and just the type of person I am. If I'm only helping a writer change one or two things, obviously I don't want or expect to be given screenwriting credit because all I'm really doing is giving a little bit of feedback. That's, mm -hmm. you know, their baby. They deserve to, you know, have that credit. But yes, when it, when it comes to seeing who gets credit and who gets to have the script after it's complete, uh, I, I do mention that right off the bat and we talk about that. And I do uh, use um, just basic contracts that just says like, I'm going to write this script for this person for this much, this is what the credits will be. That way everyone's just on the same page and knows exactly what's you know, gonna happen after the script is complete. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we do only have a few more minutes. So I wanted to kind of start wrapping it up. But I did want to say, uh, I actually applied for Fiverr Pro and got accepted in. And so I have okay. a call with them this coming week. And I I think they also base like what you were saying, but they also take into account other writing experience that you have. So if you've published mm -hmm. novels and screenplays and worked on games and whatnot, they take that into account, apparently, because I've only done two or three Fiverr jobs and not nearly as much money as you're talking about. So, <laughs> so I yeah, assume they I, take other things into account as well. Yeah, and I'm going to say experience uh, definitely will play into that as well. And with the uh, work that you've done, um, definitely, I, I think uh, there's, you know, that threshold if it you know, if you're not just some guy off the street, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you actually have a lot of work to show um, yeah. and that it's good quality work. Um, yeah, I think you can uh, be accepted like you were into the Fiverr. Yeah, uh, so we might pro. have more yeah. information on that soon. Hopefully I'll let you guys know if it's worth yeah. doing. Of course it's worth doing. I haven't done my interview yet. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a phone call they, thing they do to tell you how it works and everything. But uh, say it's, it's it's motivating me to like go back and reactivate my account because uh, I've tried it, didn't have much success, but you know, based on what John said, I know it's no guarantee, but at least it's worth uh, going after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I did if it, I, I just supplied, uh, submitted to like 20 or 30 different things, like just boom, 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 boom. And I got like two offers out of that. So yeah. you, know, you, got, you, you got to know that going in that you're gonna, there's gonna be like hundreds of people, well, sometimes like 10 or 20 people, but a lot of people applying for these gigs. So expect rejection. Yeah. Um, as we have two minutes left, that's giving us a countdown because we're not pro members of Zoom apparently. Uh, <laughs> John, where can people find you if they want to hire you or just learn more about you? Do you have some good websites for us? 
Yeah, you can just go directly to my website, uh, screenwriterjohn, that's J-O-N dot com, and uh, you'll be able to find everything, links to my Fiverr, my Patreon, social media, everything's there, so that would probably be the easiest place to go. Screenwriter John, spelled with J-O-N, no H. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Paul, anything? Uh, no, that's it for me. Uh, I'm going to say thanks for, John, thanks for being on the show. This is great information. And I'm sure Fiverr will be, we'll see a huge uptick in their uh, number of applicants now. <laughs> and hopefully John's hirings as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on here. I really appreciate uh, being able to talk to you guys today. Yeah. And everybody My who pleasure. goes and hires him gets to have the special benefit of paying him triple the price. Thanks to Writing Life podcast. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys deserve a kickback. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, I'm Justin Sloan. You can find my books on Amazon. And I'm Paul Zeidman. Check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I'm on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. He's Justin. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.